I'm Edward Norton. No, not that one, the other one, and I love pies. No, not that kind, the other kind. Hermes is an old school forum packed full of friendly people who occasionally give out a slice of pie. You'll never forget your first slice of pie. It made me feel so good, I had to buy a whole pie so I could share the love. Oh, and there's apples too. Sign up at permies.com to join in the world of homesteading and permaculture, and you too might get a slice of pie. So here we are, we're at the, the skip event, it's lunch, and I'm sitting here with Jay, and, uh, and, and Jay is concerned that her mouth is full of carrot, and that she might be mumbling, and she's like trying to, you know, <laughs> make, make all those faces that come with de-carrotification, and uh, uh, we're going to talk today about de-skilling and re-skilling, like that? Is that? Like that, yeah, I okay. think that's a good way to put it. Now, now you're here at the skip event as an instructor. And this is kind of how our skip event goes. We have uh, a, a bunch of instructors. We try to keep it about one instructor for every two attendees. And, and that's the general design. Now, how many BBs do you have? How many BBs did you have before you arrived? 40. Okay, you had you had just and barely... 40, yeah. Just I mean, enough. I had done them earlier, but, you know, just submitting them. Okay. Just, yeah. Just right, which is a problem a lot of people suffer from, uh, is, is actually submitting them <laughs> but um, I, I just Mike told me just yesterday that we've hit 25 Otis's now are you thinking that are you are you going after pep one or pep two I'm going after pep one for now like yeah. let's climb stair one before we yeah target stair two um, and pep one is challenging for me okay. so um, yeah but I I am definitely interested in perhaps meeting an Otis down the line. And whether or not I do, I'm interested in having more land than my eighth of a suburban acre. And um, I will need skills, regardless of how I get that land. Have you healed since that day that you foolishly asked me a question about your property? I mean, I kind of feel like don't ever... I mean, part of my function at this event is to sit here for all three meals every day and answer people's questions and you foolishly stepped up and asked yours and uh, are you are you healed yet? Uh, it, uh, the burns marks are you know like they're, they're, they're healing over yes I put some salve on I understand okay. that the question I asked is one that has been asked of you many times yeah. and, uh, and I lived it myself many times and I've, I've seen those places in person many times and it's like, oh, shit. I mean, the first thing is, well, okay, let's not beat, I don't need to beat you up again <laughs> over your situation. And you're trying to do permaculture, and it's it's urban, it's a small lot, there are some toxicity issues to work out. Oh, it's, it's, just, uh, it's just painful to hear about for me, and yet you're going to try and make the best of it. And then... And then part of what you're thinking is, is someday I'll meet my Otis, like that. Yes, like that. And and but for sure this is a stepping stone, right? Yeah. Uh, and um, and I'm and I know that I can learn a lot where I am now, mm-hmm. and I know that um, I have a lot to learn, okay. and that again, one way or another, I need more skills. I think, I, and, and you know, along the line, you're saying more skills, and this is kind of what this podcast is about today, and and it's like, but at the same time, before you did the BBs, you felt like you had this knowledge level and 
and you had it within you to do these BBs, and it's like, it's not going to be that tough. So now you've done 40. What have you learned while doing those 40 BBs? No, I would say that I looked at those. I mean, there, there are some that are easy for me, and mm-hmm. like a few of them were just like, okay, that's my daily life, actually, to get those BBs. I just need to take pictures. Yeah. Um, but uh, like, but, but um, many of them are a real stretch for me. And um, there's stuff I really don't know how to do. There's stuff that haven't, hasn't come up in my life that someone else has always taken care of or the city has taken care of or my landlord or are not issues in the kind of place where I live. Um, and so they're skills I never developed. Okay. And, um, it, and they're... Uh, and, and if I weren't, be, and and the brilliant thing about Skip is it it um, makes it hard for me to work around those, right? Mm-hmm. So I can't keep it easy for myself yeah. and get all get the to shortcuts. even pep one, right? right? I'm gonna have to do some stuff that I am completely at sea on. Mm-hmm. I I I don't even know how to start thinking about how to start. Um, that's the great thing about then coming here physically is that there are people who can help me with that. Right. Um, but um, even with that, it's challenging and it's uncomfortable and it takes three times as long as I thought it was going to because of all the stuff I didn't know I didn't know. And um, that's the beauty of it because without this program, that's the stuff I'd never do. Like, I'd, I haven't even done BBs on stuff that I did as a kid, like weaving a basket or crocheting a, a hot pot holder hot holder hot, hot pad <laughs> I can't say hot it pad. anyway <laughs> but you know what I mean like that yeah. stuff's gonna be I'll get around to it and it'll be easy when I do and I enjoy that stuff but um, I don't need to I don't need to facilitate that I don't need help with that I just need like a YouTube video to remind me but the the stuff I'm doing here and the stuff that that this program has helped me really focus on is again it's like the stuff that I would avoid otherwise yeah. and yet it's the stuff that I would most need to know exactly and that, that's exactly what I was fishing for is I kind of feel like we worked really hard on what is going to be the first BBs like like you know what's going to be pep one and it's kind of like um, uh, and and to some people it's like ugh, those look dumb and and it's kind of like in a way I guess they kind of are I mean, carving a wooden spoon I mean, you can go buy a wooden spoon for a dollar you know and so what's the what's the point and it's like, well, it turns out there's a lot of stuff you're going to learn when you're carving that wooden spoon. It's going to be, not only is it going to be about 10 times harder than you think it's going to be, and it, and also you're going to start it with a hatchet, not just a not just a knife. You're going to start with a hatchet. But um, you're also going to make a spoon that's so ugly and so awful and some, so pointless, You half the people have to make another one in order to just get the BB. It has to be at least somewhat serviceable. And uh, most people, their first spoon is not. But you, but then when you're done with it, it's like you learned 40 pounds of things that you didn't know you were going to learn. And so, in a way, it's wax on, wax off. And so, um, I think I think that it does a really good job with that. And um, uh, but most people don't know. Now, the the one thing I was saying is, is that Mike was just telling me yesterday, I think it was yesterday, that we got our 25th Otis. So that's 25 people 
where they have contacted Mike and said, please give me somebody worthy to wheel my land to. Um, and, you know, be quick about it because, you know, the clock's ticking. And, um, and at this point in time, we have not handed over any. We've all, we've been saying the first person to get to PEP 2 will, we will tell the Otis's. And so, um, I'm putting together, uh, an email now to go out on the monthly-ish to say, okay, if any, any other Otis is out there, I mean, I kind of feel like Mike was saying that when he presents about Skip, and I know it's the exact same thing when I present about Skip, the same question is asked every time. How many people have cashed in? How many people have gone through the program and actually gotten land? And the answer is zero. Nobody's gotten to PEP2 yet. We've only got, I believe, only two people right now that are at PEP1. And so <clears throat> it's kind of like... We really need people to, to go in and get those. And it's like a lot of people, I think, are going to be of the position, and I hear this a lot, I don't think it's real. I don't think those people are really there. But um, this is 25 people that are are already saying that they need somebody worthy to will their land to. And um, for every one of those, there are two people where they would like to find somebody not to will their land to, but they got something else in mind. And uh, they want to develop some kind of relationship that could end in that will thing later. But for now, they're just looking for somebody who is authentically industrious. And so it's like there's some of that as well. But at the moment, 25 full-on Otis's. And that's without us really fishing for them. They came to us. And so now with this new email we're about to send out, I don't know, I think we might go over 100. And... Um, but there's, you know, we we have learned we cannot share their information at all, because one person one day stood up and said, "I'm an Otis," and immediately got 50 people saying, "I'm worthy. Give your land to me." And they were they had they had not even one BB, and so it's kind of like uh, that. And the, the Otis was like freaked out, like, "What the hell is going on?" And then these people were like, "Why will you not give it to me? What's wrong with me, huh?" You know, and it's like, oh, shit. What are you? So, yeah, we've we've learned. Okay, Otis is you, you, you know, you gotta stay in the background until somebody hits Pep two, and then you can talk to them directly. Um. All right. All right. All right. All right. The thing you brought up this morning, and I said, oh, I gotta go get my microphone. What was the thing you brought up this morning? So, um, uh, I was uh, I was reading a. a uh, social commentator pointed out that the digital age has brought about probably the greatest de-skilling that humanity has ever gone through, and um, that is uh, that does that feels bad. Honestly, most people I think are not consciously aware of um, how much it how um, vulnerable they feel, how um, unable to take care of themselves. You know, the technology that we depend upon, we don't make, we can't fix, we don't know how it works. You know, and says. And um, no animal is comfortable, um, is anything but, like, anxious and afraid all the time mm. if it knows it can't meet its needs. And, um, so, and you know, again, some people are more uh, conscious of that deficiency than others, but um, I think for all of us it feels bad. And the amazing thing about uh, a framework like Skip is that it gives you this framework for reskilling. 
for filling in, you know, the, those gaps that you had because of the culture you grew up in, and um, improving your ability to to really take care of yourself and the, and the people you love, and and I mean, and to me, this is about being fully human as well. Um, that our our skills can't be just manipulating technology. That it, it it needs to be like we well. We evolved to use our senses, to, to plan, to be able to meet our needs. Humanity did that really well for a couple hundred thousand years, depending on how you define humanity. And um, if we're not doing those activities, I, I don't think we feel fully human. I know I don't. Let me ask you a weird question. <clears throat> and this has to do with so many conversations I have with so many people about so many different things. And so... Um, this is this is going to be a very squirrely question, so take your time. Okay. How do you feel about you before 40 BBs and after 40 BBs? Hmm. Yeah, see? See, well, I told you it'd be weird and squirrely. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean... I'll, do you like not, you better now? Well, here's here's the thing: is to get the BBs, mostly you provide photo documentation right. and maybe a little explanation in some cases um, uh, that your projects meet the specs. Which means that there are a lot of pictures. I go, I went home from Skip Lesson with a lot of pictures, some of which I'm in, and I am filthy, and my hair is going every way that it can go at the same time, and I'm sweaty, and you know I'm holding up like a big club mallet that I hacked out of a log or, you know, some other thing or a, a, a quart of milk that I milked myself from a goat, which I'd never done before. Um, or standing uh, just yesterday with my hand against a sauna, which I lifted up on a jack and then leveled with rocks <laughs> and set it back down again. Crazy stuff. Crazy. And the look in my face is not one you'll find in any other photo in my entire life. And um, there's a, there's a, as I'm kind of choking up actually. There's like, there's just this, this satisfaction, this confidence. I don't know, maybe there are a couple photos of me like that when I was a little kid and I'd just done something really that I was really proud of. But um, nothing, nothing since then. I mean, I just can't believe the look in my face and that that's me. And so, and I know that, like, I'm just, like, there's so much more of that yet to come. When you, when you came to the Skip event last year, how many BBs did you officially have when you arrived? Oh, no, I was like your worst student. I didn't know what Skip was. I'd never done a BB. I was not totally sure what permaculture was. It just sounded like the kind of thing I would be interested in interested in. I had done no prep because we had on kind of short notice moved like two weeks prior and so I didn't even have time to kind of orient myself. I just located my sleeping bag and drove here in the car. Um, And so uh, yeah I was starting from totally scratch or even (laughs) well back from the start line. (laughs) So I I kind of feel like um, I'm going to say a thing which does not apply to you but I think what I'm hearing you say is that there's a little bit of this sprinkled on. And so, 
there have been some people where it's not so much for Skip, but more like the boot camp, maybe. But um, they did not like the person that they had become, and they wanted to be somebody else. And they felt like being in the boot camp would help them to get to this other person that they wished to be. So um, we've had a fair bit of that. I think that that's a huge thing, especially. And it seems like that's a thing that's more and more and more today than when I was young. Um, And it could have to do with the descaling thing that you mentioned. But... Um, the subtext of what what I'm hearing you say is that you arrived here and these are things that you hadn't done and when you did them it was it was ten times more soul building than you thought it would be you signed up for a certain level of soul building like I'm going to go because I think that's going to be soul building for me and when you actually got down in it and you did it and then it was done and you accomplished it, it turned out to be 10 times more soul building than you expected it to be. And your expectations were high. Yeah. You know, um, there, apparently in Italian, there's a, they have a word for an emotion that we don't have a word for in English. And the, the word is fiero. And it's, it's that feeling of pride in your own accomplishment. And it has nothing to do with how anybody else, with anybody else's point of view, with how anybody else sees you or whether they see you or anything. And um, this is like the, the fiero is on fire here. You know, like that's what you get, you know. And, and I've done hard things before in my life, you know. I started becoming a professional dancer at age 20 which is ridiculous and um, I have my own business in a totally obscure thing that is very hard to make a living at and I've been doing that for 20 years and that's so and I work with runners and the whole premise of running as a sport is that you pick a challenge that's really going to stretch you and it will be uncomfortable and that's good for you and you need it and people crave that challenge so this whole concept is very familiar to me but I'd never developed myself in this field that way Um, I'm not a young person I'm 53 and also feeling like I can work that hard I can I can yeah um Big Fiero, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So I feel like there was one other thing I wanted to. Say. Oh, you know. So you're not gonna like this. Okay. Um, All right. Bring it on. All right. So I, when I tell people where I'm going, mm-hmm. that I'm gonna come do this, um, and I'm, and like maybe I even say it's called Skip Camp or whatever. I never say anything about it's a program where I might get to a situation where I could inherit some land. Right. Um, Because that just sounds like maybe I'm falling for something. Maybe I'm having the world pulled over my eyes. It does. And I feel like, you know, and and I feel like... Snake oil. Well, yeah. Sounds like snake oil. And yeah. I think that's a common sentiment, and yeah. I think it. I, th- I think it's. I think it speaks well of the people who feel it. It's like I don't know, like hit the jackpot. I don't sense. Maybe, maybe not. I'm here to learn. Yeah. No. And um. And I think, 
you don't even have to believe in the Otis thing in order oh, yeah. for Skip to be amazing. And I, I mean, I'm in awe of, like I say, the framework, how well thought through it is, uh, how comprehensive um, the learning is, how self-motivated the learning is. I think even if the whole Otis aspect didn't exist, it would be a phenomenal program to be a part of. I, I agree. And... And at the same time, the whole reason that the whole thing exists at all has to do with Mike Ayler calling me every month and and being so emphatic about give me somebody worthy. You know, my, I'm about to punch out any day now and I don't have anybody worthy, you know, and it's like, well, how do you measure that? And so, you know, then then he died. And I had only started to try to put it together. And so, you know, thanks to the help of, of a bunch of other people, there's Opalyn sitting over there. She helped a lot. And then Mike was just here a second ago. He helped so much that, you know, I made him a co-author on the book. And so, um, but really, it's this. the whole Skip program is made up of, I don't know, 12 to 50 people with different degrees of help or helpitude. But yeah, um, and then there were debates, long, long debates lasting weeks about details. And so that's why it's so robust and thorough. It's, I mean, granted, I probably, probably somewhere around half of it is me. Um, but, uh, but I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have done it by myself. I, um, but it all starts with Mike. And, and it's like, and really that's why I created it. Is it's like, not only was there Mike, but even at the time I'm talking to Mike, I'd already talked to, I think, a couple of dozen different people like Mike that had land and needed somebody worthy. And it's like, um, so no, this is why I made it. So uh, yeah, I'm not bashful about saying that, even though I know it gets heard and it sounds like snake oil. And it's like, I have no other way. I mean, hell, rocket mass heaters, still people say snake oil, snake oil. And it's like, but here we got the rocket mass heaters all over the place. Here we have, Mud says we have 24 rocket contraptions currently in use here. And um, uh, in fact, now after the PDGA, maybe we got another a couple more that haven't been included in that count. But um, I don't know. This is this is the stuff that is my thing. This is the stuff that I'm into. This is what and um, here's my thing that nobody wants to hear. Um, and so so now let me let me you know, you think you crapped on me, but you didn't. I knew that already and I'm and bring it on. Oh, you know, I know. I know. And I there's nothing I can do about it and I'm still gonna keep talking about you know, get land. I'm still going to talk about that. I can't stop. I can't live my life any other way because I've talked to so many Otis's. Right. Right. There's just I. Ugh. But I you're mean, but in, you're in right. a way like it's my like, benefits are act, well, the benefits I get are a byproduct of the program that you created to serve Otis's is my understanding. I once watched a documentary about attending a university. It was called Animal House. <laughs> I believe those people. We're going to college for reasons other than getting a better job or getting a higher paying job. I think those people might have been there just to be silly. 
I think I could be wrong but that was my analysis of watching this documentary which by the way this documentary I went to school there and so I love seeing the movie because it's like oh I took discrete mathematics in that room and, uh, and, and anyway I, I, I want to talk about Animal House for a couple of hours but I'm going to set that aside the um the important thing is is that the snake oil thing, yes. Now, here's the thing that you don't want to hear, that nobody listening to this wants to hear, that is my thing about it. Why isn't this a thousand times more popular? I mean, that's where I'm at. I, I spent so much time on all of this because I thought it was going to be such a massive help to millions of people, both Otis's and Pepper's. And it's like, um, but... But it's like uh, I think I think Mike was wrote something about how there's 1,477 BBs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are currently only two people with PEP one. I I think how many people are there that have uh, got even one BB? Isn't it like is it a thousand? Maybe not. Okay, Mike's making a face that says not quite a thousand, less than a thousand. But um, but still, it's like why in the million? I thought when this book would come out, I thought it would fly off the shelves. Hell, when I thought the building a better world in your backyard instead of being angry at bad guys book came out, that it would do a thousand times better than it has. When I came out with the movies about rocket mass heaters, I thought they would do a thousand times better than they had. And then somebody was, and somebody was saying something about people just don't go to physical events anymore. They just don't do physical things anymore. You're saying the, the uh, scaling. Yeah. This. And, and I'm kind of thinking like, you know, it was six years ago that people went to Standing Rock, and I don't know how many people were there. Was it 15,000 people? And at any given time, there was 3,000 people there. And, and I'm kind of thinking like, they drove across the United States to go there and be angry at bad guys. And, uh, you know, and of course the comedy is, is they burned petroleum to, you know, shake their fist about petroleum. But they did something. And I kind of, and, and earlier I was on the phone with Mud, and, and we looked at some pictures of people talking about, you know, like there would be these crowds of thousands, maybe tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, and they're all angry about climate change stuff. And it's kind of like, so what do you guys what are you guys doing about it? And it's like, are you heating with a rocket mass heater? You know, because that makes, that's probably the biggest difference anybody can make. Anybody who lives in a cold climate, the number one thing they can do is something about their heat. And uh, I imagine only one out of a thousand of those people even knows that rocket mass heaters exist, let alone knows how they work. And so, um, I don't know, this is just, so frustrating for me and so all I'm saying is is that you hear snake oil I hear that you hear snake oil I hear that most people hear snake oil and it would be terrific if like I don't know my co-author hey there. Would, would do the marketing in some other way that would appeal to people where he's, it's not got the snake oil I know I can't do it because I have too many conversations with the Otises who desperately, so very desperately, are looking for somebody worthy to will their land to. Mm-hmm. They, but they gotta know that they're worthy. They have mm-hmm. to know. And um, I think I've already said in a podcast before, like uh, when I've presented on this in the past, there would be people who would approach me afterwards saying, "Just give me the names of those people, and I'll go over there and get them, and I'll help them out, and they can will it to me." And, and I'm not going to do your stuff. I've already done all of it. 
And, and now that you've given this number of 1,477, I want to say, you've done all 1,477 projects? <laughs> Which, of course, they haven't. And so, uh, anyway, oh, oh, Opalyn is here, and she's she can hear... BBs approved. There's been 6,000 BBs approved. This is a cool list. Yeah. A number of people with at least one badge. So that's probably like five BBs. Usually most uh, of the BBs. Air badge. One badge. Oh. So one badge fit. That's the number you were looking for a second ago. Oh, okay. So the number of BBs approved is 6,196. But the number of people is 335. Yep. So there's a lot of BBs per person. Yeah, number of BBs rejected. Also, three yeah, that's exactly the same number as the number of people with at least one badge. Like that's, you know, don't don't do edge cases. You will be rejected. And so that's a that's a whole other podcast for another day. Uh, so um, let's see, number of sand badges granted at this time is 202. Um, and uh, is there iron? One number of iron badges granted, and, and I believe I'm the one who granted it. You um, you granted one portion of it. Okay. There were a number. There was an oddball, so it was a number of oddball submissions that added up to the iron badge. So yeah. And so Mike is the holder of the only iron badge, Ooh. which I suspect frustrates the hell out of Opalin, who's like the on the at the top of every other leaderboard, and is like, <laughs> "Damn it, Mike, you stole that from." I will be first there soon. And so, um, oh, now Opalyn's like pulling up oh, more. She's more gonna. Tabs. She wants to. She wants to show off. See, my name too. is at the no. top. Yeah, I submitted and got it. You submitted all of the sand. <laughs> I you. See, this is you good for me. Yeah, yeah. No, you certified my twenty seven. These guys are bickering over who's number one right now. Submitted it first. <laughs> oh, okay. So whatever you remember, I believe you. <laughs> Have you ever wondered whether a particular book was really good or just so-so, and if you could trust the reviews online? When it comes to books related to permaculture, Permies has a large list of reviews for over 100 books. Perhaps you're considering a book for yourself or a friend, or you're just curious about what's out there. Stop by permies.com forward slash book and take a look at the book review grid and read some honest reviews, and hopefully you'll find the next book to add to your collection. I I just kind of wish that there was more people who want to compete with Opalin and Mike to this degree. So, well, I am aiming to be the third person to get type one. Okay. Mm. All right. Mm. We'll see how the. Well, we. Oh, and there's well, the list that Opalin's been trying to bring up. I don't know. Look at Edward Norton. Look at there he is at 162 BBs. You're at 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and is he getting? Is he still putting them in? Is he I still haven't cranking? seen many from them. People tend, yeah. some folks tend, they they wane and wax with it. So yeah. I'm I'm wondering if he might be in a waning phase at the moment. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people get really close to Pep One, and then life takes over, and they go on a comedy adventure in life, and uh, they're you know they just they end up just like two BB shy of Pep One perpetually. And yeah, he's got four badges, so he's. Or, you know, four non-air badges, so there's I think, a lot of room to get sand badges. Here. I think a lot of people look at the uh, higher-up BBs, like for straw and wood, and then they, they just love the project. 
and so they do the project without thought of like, like you know, so a lot of these people I'm thinking they they're, they're probably like, I don't care if I ever get Peplon, but I love having the BBs. I think another thing is that if you're on permies and you're talking to about, I don't know, animal care, and you've got like the uh, the wood badge in animal care, I don't know. I think that. Uh, uh, that a lot of people are going it's going to be difficult for them to be snotty about it you know like like other people it's, they're going to be like oh you don't know what the hell you're talking about it's like oh there it is you see it right there you know and so oh, oh what are we doing now Opalin Opalin wants me to look at oh the apothecary stuff no the textiles textiles you like, want I get a lot of street cred in Permies because I have the textile straw badge okay and I'm the only person in Permies that has the textile straw and so you strut. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In your crocheted shoes. I think I think Raven has said that uh, she does not want Pep One. What she wants is the iron badge in textiles. She wants to create her own iron badge in textiles, which is very different. Oh, okay. She wants a oh, P-E-R. Right. That's right, because I, cause in order to get the iron badge in textiles, I declared you have to build a couch. And she doesn't want to build a couch. <laughs> she, I don't think she has any like cushioned furniture in her house. They're all right. like wooden yeah. chairs and benches and things. She has a style of living, and uh, and she doesn't want to go down this couch path. Yeah, no, no, I, I get it. All right, all right. We had a topic today, and maybe you guys want to chime in on this topic. And so the idea is, is that apparently there's an article that suggests that America has never been this unskilled. Am I oh, saying yeah, it correctly? No, it's humanity. It's, um, this was, um, it was, was in a column by Eric Francis Coppolino, uh, who's an investigative reporter and astrologer. So just oh, there, oh, you know, oh. But, but so that gives him, um, it just, it gives him a certain perspective. Like okay. he knows the details, but he's also looking at trends and big picture and in his own field. And I thought the point was excellent that the, you know, probably from the industrial age, but definitely from the information age, like digital technology has led to the greatest de-skilling humanity has ever experienced. Okay. And uh, yeah. All right. And I thought so that was profound. And, and I'm sorry, I, I know you're ready to whip that microphone away and yeah. <laughs> point at other people. But I think that, you, but your your question is like, what's why aren't tons of people signing up for Skip? Right. And I think that you, I think you're not um, presenting it enough as as a way to reskill. I mean, a lot of people who come anyway, like me, are unsure what the whole Skip premise is anyway. Yeah. They just see an opportunity to learn. And if you got your I mean, if you have a PDC, like you've got your permaculture design certificate, like that's a piece of paper that says you know a lot of theory, but can you implement? Can you run? Can you maintain? Can you do the day-to-day work that's needed? You know, I could. I went away and got a PDC in the year since my first skip event. But but all of the nuts and bolts, even how to put in the stuff on my property that I did, um, came mostly from my skip experiences and not from what I learned in the classroom in my permaculture course. And so I think these things are like peanut butter and jelly. Like you need, you just need both. And um, and um, people who are serious should attend Skip. And if the very happy by- byproduct is that Otis's end up getting connected 
with the people they are looking for, then gorgeous. But it's going to be valuable no matter what comes of it, because learning is going to come of it. So, okay. One of the things I want to say at this point is that having talked to Mike Ayler, having talked to a bunch of Otis's, and and it's like, and I just can't shake this, is how utterly desperate they are. Utterly desperate. And and at the same time, um, they need, they can't just give it to anybody who'll just sell it or whatever. It's got to be somebody that they know is worthy. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, this is the core of the whole thing. And I know it sounds skimmy. And I know that 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 people will go to university and build, get things other than a higher paying job. I mean, hell, they've got like you can get a, a degree and stuff that doesn't that you, you know pays nothing, and yet you'll have a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. And it's like now you got to pay for it. I don't know what those people do. So, but the question that I'm going to put in front of Mike and Opalin is the question of. What do you guys think about this de-skilling thing? Um, and do you have any thoughts about how Skip um, kind of reskills you? I mean, both of you have a lot of skill experience, life skill experience before Skip existed, and yet both of you two are the only two people that currently have PEP1. Ready to begin. We're just that awesome. Um, but we have now it's documented awesome. Oh yeah. I'm speaking for myself. I had a lot of building experience and general remodeling, kind of taking care of a house, starting a garden experience. But this, the pep skills are oftentimes very different. And I've replaced plenty of sinks, like plumbing, electrical, dimensional woodworking. Some of those badges are well, yeah, I've done this before, but. I'm sure I'll have another chance to replace the sinks, and sure enough, I do. But the round wood things, the, and some of those earthworks are totally new things to me. But, of course, because I'm a little handy and know my way around and I've watched a YouTube video or two, I kind of picked it up pretty fast. So having having a background 20 years of puttering around helped me jump onto the skip faster, and I kind of like badges and stuff. So, but I could see how, and there's younger folks that come to this event straight out of school or, you know, in that 20, 25 year old, 18 year old range. And yeah, they're just wide eyed learning and their, their brains are, are, are jiggling hard as they're learning all this stuff. And by the end of it, they know a lot more than they did when they came in. So they're picking up skills. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if that was the question, but there's an answer. Opalin? Yeah, I definitely think that there's a, a I don't know if de-skilling is the right word, but there's a, a lack of skill building, certainly, um, among people in general and younger people in particular with the easy video games and tablet games and, and all the other things that they could spend their time doing. They're not outside learning how to interact with the natural world or with natural materials. Like, I find um, a huge amount of benefit or soul building or I'm not even sure how to describe it of taking a tree felling it and getting it to drop exactly where I want it peeling it 
cutting it up, doing ten different things with it. Some of it's good for the sawmill. Some of it's good for the firewood rack. Some of it's great for making this cute little snowman thing that I I made and sold it <laughs> at a festival, um, at a, a holiday bazaar. And so when you work with truly natural materials, a fleece straight off the animal, a tree that was standing an hour ago, it's such a different experience than going to the store and buying lumber or buying highly processed wool products that you can then do things with. So I I find it really valuable to learn all of those different steps from the tree to the, the house um, that, that doesn't include stopping at a big box store. So, all right. I think I think that the function of this podcast was to talk about this this thing that you observed about de-skilling. I do think that probably the most important takeaway from this, though, is your thoughts about who, what you think of you before your 40 BBs and after your 40 BBs. That was that was the thing I thought was the best. Do you guys have any thoughts about? I mean, both of you had the skills. Before you started pursuing any BBs, not all of the skills, but you had quite a few skills. But, but um, I mean, I, you know, Mike, you are now co-author of the book. That's yeah. that's kind of cool. That's um, a new skill. Yeah, that's a skill. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've learned a lot doing skip. I, I feel a lot more confident in my ability to build like a, a staircase out of logs. I wouldn't have been able to do that two years ago. So all these little skills build up into bigger skills, and you learn by doing. It also helps to be have a suggested list of things to do or, or a place to do them and play with all the tools. Right. Okay. So oh. for those that don't know, Mike built a staircase out of logs this summer. Yeah. So that well, is super people. cool. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Staircase. <laughs> yeah. Like Fred Astaire and Ginger could dance on that staircase. Yeah. It wouldn't move an inch. Yeah. It's, it's a good one. It's solid. Solid. It's like a rock. Only it's wood. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely had a lot of skills, and I... Um, I actually, like, challenged myself to, like, broaden my skill base. Mm-hmm. So instead of just, like, diving deep, deep, deep into textiles early on, I was like, I want an air badge in every aspect before I show up at Wheaton Labs for my first full summer here. And so I, I actually did a straw badge in natural building because it was something that was easier that I could do uh, at home. And so I, I came in 2020 with... 22 air badges and I came with a lot of badge which completed and it was my goal to finish um, and earn all 22 sand badges before I left and I met that goal so I earned my PEP1 certification in the summer of 2021 during the PTJ and I finished my 22nd uh, sand badge like an hour before I left property that that <laughs> summer and so now I have probably three times as many badge bits as I did on that day and I'm working towards towards pup two all right so um I think that um I don't know I I feel like this like the whole skip program is I want to use the word gold, but it's something that is of tremendous value to people. They just don't know that it exists yet. And, and yeah, I agree. The, talking about how you could inherit property um, sounds like snake oil. 
I can't stop talking about that. It's like how I've been. Ca- I do believe. I do agree with people. When, it's when I talk about rocket mass heaters, I say you heat your home with one tenth the wood, and that sounds like snake oil. And and I agree that if I said you heat with half the wood, we'd probably have ten times more buy into rocket mass heaters. It's true. But you heat with one tenth the wood. <laughs> it's it's one tenth. It really is one tenth the wood. And so. Um, I can't stop saying it, even though I know people hear it as snake oil. And so, um, and I even have ideas about how to get it to be less, you know, because I'm just obsessed that way. Uh, It is what it is. And I think think that the work that we are doing collectively makes a massive difference. And And I'm just perpetually sad at... And how this stuff has not... I mean, I see today's news is Bitcoin went down 0.5%. That's front page stuff right there. Or Tesla has done a thing. He he ate a cheese sandwich. That's front page news. And, and in the meantime, I'll see a thousand comments from people saying, there's nothing we can do about climate change. It's over. And I'm thinking, like, I wrote a whole book on things you could do. And it's like there's a there's a mountain of things you can do. So I just feel like it's so weird. I And, and to drive it all home, and I think I mentioned this in a podcast before, there was a local group in Montana hosting a thing about how do we have the conversation about climate change. And... Um, and I sent them a thing saying I'm I'm an author about this, and they ignored that. Then they had the event, and I'm just there in the chat, typing about all this stuff. And they kept talking about how they go to talk about climate change, and they can't seem to get people to hear them. And I'm in the chat saying, you know, all these bits and bobs, and they can't hear me. Uh, the, the irony, I guess, you know. And I I don't know. I feel like. I feel like we are overdue to go a thousand times bigger on all of these fronts. And um, I don't know what's... I, I guess the snake oil factor is plugging it all up. And so, I don't know. Um, maybe Mike can think of some kind of way to market the book without me, so that way it doesn't have me sitting there talking about property inheritance and stuff. And it'll go farther. It'll go bigger. Um but uh, and there's an article that came out in Mother Earth News a couple weeks ago. Yeah, your co-author wrote an article about Skip from Mother Earth News. It looked very lovely. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it had nice yeah. pictures generally from out here. Yeah, and my my marketing, <laughs> call it what it is, I'm basically aiming any talks I can do at the young folks. I think yeah. at this point we got more, we got plenty. We could always use more Otis's, but we got I got 25 on a list. There just aren't enough, we'll call them younger people, that are doing this and heading for PEP 1 and PEP 2. So I'm aiming at homeschoolers and homesteaders and trying to, I'm trying to get into the Mother yeah. News Fair this fall. I don't know. That's where I'm, I feel I'm working this, on. I feel the same way that the marketing needs to be to the youngsters. Because I, I kind of feel like the Otises don't have to do anything other than the paperwork. And um, and on top of that, we're already flooded with Otis's. Yeah, and it takes 10 minutes to con- talk to a group of old folks and have a few say, yeah, I'm an Otis, what do I do now? Yeah. It takes more than 10 minutes to get a young person to do 150 BBs. 
So, um, yeah, I, I think it's worthwhile to talk to the young people. But And then, you know, during the Kickstarter, people bought like six books at a time, and hopefully they gave them to some schools and some kids and stuff like that. Um, I... I'm out of ideas. I don't know what else to do. I, I keep getting people telling me what I need to do, but it's like, oh, yeah, we did that 17 times, and we're still sitting here. And uh, um, But I don't know. But just I don't know if there's anything anybody can do. It's like we just wait it out, I guess. Well, and it'll take off when it takes off or it doesn't, and I don't know, the end... Yeah, and I'm also, this winter, hopefully I'll get PEM finished from Culture Experience According to Mike. Maybe that'll be, at least in my local area where I'm talking to people, maybe that'll uh, get more people excited and start a local thing in in the cult, or in Wisconsin, and maybe then that would spur something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. I feel like we did our part, and uh, now it should go. people's fault. I, I... I think it's amazing as is. I think that um, it's free. I mean, the price doesn't get any fucking better than free. And and it's like, uh, maybe maybe the thing we need to do is to have, like, literal financial incentive. So somebody, somebody ponies up the money, you know, and says, whoever gets PEP2 first gets this cash or something, this bucket of monies. That sounds good. That sounds great. And yeah, for the people that are sitting at the edge of, of Pep 2. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how to... But I, I'm not even sure if that would help. I mean, right now... Great. <laughs> right now, there's a thing. You get $10,000 if you put... If you do basically the BRK thing uh, as a boot for about two years, for a little less than two years, you get $10,000. And it's like... Um, and yet the boot camp has openings. And it's like, uh, you know, so, and you get an acre. So Des, he has his acre, and he got $10,000. And uh, and it's kind of like, uh, so he's got his feet up, and, and Fred's got two acres. And it's like, uh, so he's got his feet up. And it's kind of like, so that's, I don't know, I feel like that's pretty substantial stuff. So one qu- how many people are listening to this right now? Well, not right now, but like thousands of people. I don't know. I think it gets downloaded like 10,000 times, but I don't know. Maybe seven people actually listen to it. I always tell myself there's 12 people that listen to every podcast and that somehow like, like those 12 people... Like this podcast, my podcast is the, the most valuable podcast to them. I tell myself that. I don't know how true. Okay. So, of the seven to a thousand people listening right now, you probably have a niece, nephew, grandkid, somebody who this would be a good fit for. You, you might want to like actually mention it to them. And if you buy the book off of Amazon, then Mike gets the money. You vote for Mike. You vote for Mike, and then you put like a five star review, and then it gets famous, <laughs> and then all the people buy it, and it gets like. Go and it goes viral, like that. Yeah. yeah. And if you buy it off of Permies, then I get the money. Woo-hoo. And so, um, uh, whichever way you want to go, uh, vote for Mike or vote for Paul. Or if and you don't like either, go to like Barnes and Nobles or something. Well, then you still get it. Shh. <laughs> 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 if you get your library to 
get it, you read it for free, Mike gets like what two dollars? I don't know. I, did, yeah, I, don't I mean, know. the it's amount of money that comes in right now from it is so tiny. It's like it doesn't really oh, matter. It's, yeah, it's not beer money for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it's like uh, I think on Skip, I think I'm selling right now maybe maybe a I'm going to say four or five books a week. Oh, man. Wait, what are you selling? Um, <laughs> no, usually a couple of months. Really? Just yeah. do a month? Although now the Mother Earth News article cranked out, uh, I got like 40 or 50 from that. I don't okay. know if it was all Mother Earth News buying it and selling it through theirs or, or other people. So now <laughs> it's rolling in. Well, we all put so much work into the program and into the book. I'm, I don't know. I'm just so sad that it's not doing a thousand times better or hell, 10,000 times better. Why is it not? I'm, I'm kind of still a little amazed that people are like going to go to college instead of going and doing skip. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to go to school for four years and then I'm going to do a worky job for 40 years and then I'm going to get a homestead. And as opposed to, I mean, like, I think right now, I mean, granted, six or seven years from now, I hope that Skip is so popular that people are going to have to do it for, like, um, the full four to six years of Skip in order to get PEP4 in order to be able to get land. But right now, I think if somebody put in four to six months of Skip, they'd get PEP2, and then and then they get land. Do you think it would be... Okay, so, so I'm going to say... 20 paces from Mike and maybe Oakland. <laughs> what do you, so... What is so if somebody is going to dedicate their life full time and they're going to they're going to put in more than 40 hours a week what's it going to take to get pep 1 at this time Pep 1 Pep uh, 1 and Pep they, 1 could be 4 to 6 yeah. months easily Oh I'd say 6 weeks mm-hmm. maybe if yeah full full time if you're doing it full time okay. which when you're going to college yeah. the idea is you're going to classes full time and then you got to do all the homework and stuff too yeah. And so it's like, all right, so that's probably more than 40 hours a week. And so, um, so all right, if we're doing more than, if we're doing equivalent amount of time on, on PEP as, as putting into college, then it's like, okay. Yeah. I, I PEP one in? Six weeks. Six weeks. Opalin? Six to eight weeks, probably. Okay. All right. And then, on the student. and then once you got PEP one, how much more time to get to PEP two? Uh, according Four. to the math that you provided, it's like eight times longer. Okay. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I, I, it sounds about right. Six to eight times longer. All right. So that would be so about a, a year more. So if it's, if it's a month or two, then it's an additional uh, six to yeah, 18 long. months. I mean, it does. It depends. I mean, like when sure. you go to make your club mallet, the first time a person makes a club mallet, I've seen people take eight hours right. to make their first yeah. club mallet. But like, Mike, didn't you whittle up a club mallet recently and it went pretty quick? Yeah, just for the fun of it, when everyone was making their mallets the other day, I whipped one out in five or so minutes. But yeah, that yeah, after you've done a few, you get quicker at it. Yeah. Just when you're looking at here to get to PEP2, you're still doing new things. So yeah, it's like, okay, now I get to do this weird magical thing. The key is yeah. is that it'll take different people different lengths oh, of time to do yeah. stuff. Yep. And um, and so and one of the things is is that I oftentimes get these people saying like oh, I already know all this stuff and then I explain to them like well then it'll go really fast for you compared to everybody else 
Yeah. And so, all right, all right, all right. Anything else to add to this podcast? No. Yes. Done. Tell your mm-hmm. nieces and nephews. I just think I think the the Otis's quest to find a worthy inheritor of their beloved land. Yes. It's like all the fairy tales. The first brother, he just wants the gold. And so he cheats and cuts corners and tries to convince Otis that he's the right one, but he's not worthy. Right. And the second one has some funny, tricky ways of doing it involving the Internet, but he's not worthy. And the third one has a heart of gold and wants to be and is kind to frogs and believes in working hard and does things the right way and isn't looking for shortcuts so it never even occurred to them to want to inherit somebody else's land they didn't even think someone was going to give them a gift like that they just want to they want to learn how to care for the land the right way and he's the one that's worthy and he's the one who's not going to believe the snake oil that's true. That's and true. so so you need to think about that third brother and I think that you'll have a fuller skip program and a better world and happier Otis's. Well, I've got zero operating budget. And so <clears throat> uh I don't know what to do from here. And um on top of that, I'm on to like 40 new projects. And so I'm not sure. I mean, I want to see. I I kind of feel like I did my part for Skip to be big. And uh, so there it is. It's out there. It's fucking free. Um, I'm not sure what else I can do here. I mean, oh, yeah, I can go and dedicate my life and spend a week recruiting one new kid who will then end up not doing it and then go on every week, spend my entire week trying to recruit one more kid. And even then, I think I'm not going to get anywhere. And so it's like, and that's the best I could come up with. I, and I, I just feel like this, this is not working. I can't do it. You've, you've got a lot of, I've seen a lot of third brothers pass through this program. But they weren't latched on to the Otis thing. I think you need to incentivize people somehow to actually do the BBs for other reasons so that they do show the qualifications, ultimately, Mm -hmm. even though they might not believe in that. But the third brother comes because of permies, because of all the other stuff you're already doing. Um, All the ways that people find permies and want to get involved and want to learn. Um, So I don't think this requires anything more or anything new. I mean, you've just done this whole podcast on it, you know, and That's I think, um, and, uh, you know, you talk about Skip anyway, so you just might right. think about sending out the right signals to that third brother when you talk about it, as as well as to Otis's. Um, but I don't, I mean, I don't know what kind of a marketing initiative you would even do. I don't know how you would spend money to find the third brother. I yeah, think it's, I, I think it's just, again, it's already woven into what you're doing. Right. I, I'm, um, so I'll just keep doing what I've been doing and we'll see how it goes. And uh, I know that um, uh, we do have an ad running in some magazines. There's there's like a couple of magazines where they've given us a brutally sweet deal because they love what we do. And so we've got some ads running that say, you know, skip. And um, so we're we're trying to come up with some other ways to... 
But it's like all those things cost money. The ads still cost money. It's just a sweet, sweet deal. And uh, we're coming up with some other things, but they all cost money. And, and it's like, well, if we spend $1,500 <clears throat> and then we sell a bunch of books to get the $1,500 back after five years, that's that's all right. But I don't know. It's still a lot of work. And uh, and I, I I I'm called to other projects. I want to go and plus the other thing is is I I you know we've got the summer events. We're wrapping up with our summer events, and uh, and that's always a big chunk too. But all right, all right. You guys got anything else to add? No, no, no. All right. I do. Thanks for making skip. <laughs> that's good to hear. I I like to hear that a lot. Um, if you like this sort of thing, come on out to the forums at permies.com where we talk about skip, homesteading, and permaculture, permaculture. All, all the time. time. <laughs> hey, this is T. Blankenship. Are you a fan of pie? Where there is pie at permies.com. This pie grants the user of secret access. You also get free things like videos of Wheaton Labs, the ability to add two thumbs up, two posts, and more. To get pie, go to permies.com forward slash pie to get the inside scoop of what pie can do for you. Again, that is permies.com forward slash pie.